T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. How are y'all doing? Got a great show planned for you. Bear with me. My uh, throat is still a little wonky from my cold, but don't worry. It is not COVID. It is just a cold. Oh, 2022. What a jerk you've been so far. <laughs> but we're all hanging in there. The show must go on. We got a great show planned for you. We're going to be talking about breakups, how to break up with someone. What? What do you mean? We got to do a whole show on how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Why? Because it's one of the things that y'all struggle with. We have no problem sliding on into those relationships. But the minute it's time to let someone down and break it off, early dating, long-term dating, that is when everyone's anxiety gets thrown up and... The questions come in. How do I break up with this person without hurting their feelings? How do I let someone know I don't want to date them anymore? And and all of a sudden, we really see a lot of our fragility and the weakness. And uh, look, it's part of the contract we make. If you're going to be out there getting married and forming relationships and on dating apps and hooking up and all that, you have to be willing to take on the responsibility to end what it is you opened up and started. I'm telling you, it's probably the most important part of a relationship is how you end it. We glide on in there. You know, we got no problem working our way in, going through the stages of courtship, but we really drop the ball and fail culturally as a society with endings, how we leave relationships. And it blows my mind that it blows people's minds that I want people to leave lovingly at a reasonable time so as to not hurt anyone and so as to possibly remain as friends, and that is beyond people. I've heard people say, no one does that. Straight people can't do that. Oh my God, every gender and sexual orientation has the capacity and the skill set if they choose to be mindful and an adult and to run their relationships ethically to end them with care, love, and respect. We're gonna talk about it tonight, but that's where a lot of the work shows up. Yes, we have skills around courtship that we need to learn. Yes, we have to figure out how to maintain healthy relationships, but it's the endings that tell us the most. Frustrates people. I wrote about it in my first book, Sex Outside the Lines. How we leave relationships tells more about our mental health at times than any other phase of a relationship. Because that's when our that's when it's hardest, because a lot of times there's hard feelings or disappointment or frustration. And in difficult times, how we show up, what ethics we are guided by, how we treat other people speaks most to our mental health and what others can expect from us 
in other relational dynamics. So we tell on ourselves based on how relationships end. And that's why I tell people when you're dating someone early on in the very beginning, when it's appropriate, when you, when you can ask the question of like, Hey, you know, past relationships, how did they end? Do you talk to any of your exes? That's when you find out a lot about someone and learn a lot about their mental health and relational health. And if every answer is, you know, we burned it down and I hate them and they hate me and they're a jerk and it's all this, Ooh, not a good sign because that means they don't leave lovingly. That means they don't leave when they need to leave. That means they wait till the wheels have fallen off. They wait till they're, they've become enemies. They don't leave with care and respect. People in the end start gossiping and trashing. It's not good. Somehow we think that we are off the hook and that our integrity is not, uh, you know, being assessed during a breakup and that we can just engage in our worst bad behavior and our worst self and that there's just no repercussions and it doesn't matter. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah, it does. It totally does. And I want people's friends, family members and future partners to hold us all accountable to that. Like, you know, if you're a good friend, tell your friend who's going through a difficult divorce or breakup, Hey, do it with your integrity. This does matter. How you manage this time does matter just because you're hurt, let down, upset or whatever. It doesn't mean it's a free for all you are still held accountable. Remember, our self-worth and self-esteem doesn't let us off the hook. We cannot lie to ourselves like that. We cannot feel good about ourselves if we are not treating others kindly. And it doesn't matter how you were treated. You are still responsible for the things you say and do. I know it's hard, but breakups are so important. I want us to handle them lovingly and ethically. And there's a lot of work in my office being done with clients trying to do it appropriately, not just disappearing, not ghosting, uh, not acting it out, but facing it dead on. So that's what we're going to spend the show talking about. And this is, there's a lot for us all to learn, whether you're going to be breaking up or not. <laughs> we never know. We never know if something's going to be forever. No one can ever promise forever unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it. So this is something that happens in our lives. And even if you feel pretty uh, robust in your relationship, this might be something that comes up with a friend or a family member. You know, if we have to go through friend breakups where we realize that, you know, whatever, whatever we've done, however we've had this person in our life for however long, for whatever reason, that it maybe it's kind of run its course. So we're gonna talk about all that. But as always, we'll also be doing some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. I'll know the drill, questions, topics, things you want us to hit. Past episodes are over at wearechannelq.com. Now, the reason why that's important, head on over there, scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it, is because we live in a world where we don't get a lot of good messaging, which is why topics like this are so surprising or foreign to many of us. And um, listening to good resources like podcasts and books are the ways that we really get the important messaging you know, around us and, and internalized. Our little brains are sponges. So you want to saturate them in the important messages and learn some good stuff. So anywho, stick around and join us. We're going to be spending the night talking about breakups. I know, but it's all about the ethics. It matters. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, Rachel, we are back and we're talking about breakups. I know it's a difficult topic because we don't do them well. It's a developmental, relational developmental milestone that if we're going to enter relationships, we have to be willing and able to end them. And if you aren't, please pause, take a break. Part of the contract we sign unconsciously, if we're going to start dating, flirting, marrying, and all these things, friendshipping, even forming any kind of relationship is we have to acknowledge and accept that there might be a time when we have to let someone down or frustrate them by saying, look, this isn't something I'm interested in taking forward. We have to be willing to do that. That is a responsibility we have when we start these relationships. We just think that if we're not interested anymore, we can just ghost and disappear and it's quite horrible. So if we want to break up with someone and we want to be mental health centered, if we want to break up with someone and we want to be ethical, what are the things we got to think about? Well, we're going to go through it. We spoke about this a long, long, long time ago. We're going to, of course, add some new stuff and look at it from a couple different vantage points, but this is definitely important. So one of the main things I want people to think about is care and compassion. <laughs> There's another human being on the receiving end of this. They are in your care. I don't care how you know someone. Most of the relationships we have with people are in those uh, borderlands, the in-between spaces. There's not necessarily a, a, a meaningful or intimate label, but yet we still interact with people. Now, when someone definitely is of a primary importance. And there is a label such as like friend, best friend, family member, primary partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Dear heaven, this means that we definitely need to take it a little bit more seriously because remember, it's not neutral. I talk about this a lot, that whenever we interact with someone, we are updating our internal working model of our own self-worth, how safe the world is, how much we can trust others, uh, how much hope we can have for something better, our desirability, like all these different things are dependent upon all the interactions we have. Our brains are plastic throughout the duration of our lives. We now know that. And our, our brains are essentially, plasticity is activated and our brains are most organ, reorganized and impacted through learning. And learning basically just means experiences. Any experience we have has the potentiality of having a powerful impact on the wiring in our brain, uh, neural networks, but more importantly, these um, mind-based components, which we would call internal working models, the perspectives we have about ourselves, others, and the world. And we, everyone we interface with and how we interact with each other is impacts that. That is built upon that. So it, it, it always matters. Everything matters. That's what I always want to get, get across is that we are separated only by our skin, but our brains are constantly wiring and fusing and with intersubjectivity and social contagion and limbic resonance and mirror neurons. There are all these different concepts that speak to how we directly impact and um, how we see ourselves is an accumulation of these experiences. Okay, I don't want to ramble too much. So care and compassion is really important because anytime you interact with someone, you're being put in a position of power. 
but especially when it's a primary uh, you know, relationship of importance. So if you're ending a relationship with someone, you want to do it with integrity and care. And I want you just to remind, remind yourself of those buzzwords, integrity and care, that this person and how they move forward in the world is directly impacted by how I end things. Endings are very important. I was talking about that with uh, fights and vacations and parties where we often walk away from something and our, at times, our generalized interpretation of the total event, the date, the vacation, the concert, whatever it is, is often resting on how it ends. If it drags on too much or the ending's boring, we can sometimes use that to determine how the whole event went. Point being, a relationship could have been amazing, but if the breakup is heinous, sometimes we'll walk away re-narrating the entire relationship as having been bad and heinous. There's something very powerful in endings, but more important than that, we don't want to ever have to create unnecessary harm, and that's why breaking up should be done with integrity and care. There is no valor. There is no beauty. There's nothing meaningful in being part of someone's relational trauma story. Make that your goal if you're going to date and be in relationships, that you want to be someone that is looked back on fondly, that you're someone who someone calls out as having been an important positive impact and feature of their life. Um, don't, don't walk away from a relationship letting yourself have been a villain in someone's story. There's, there's no worth in that. There's no self-worth in that. And as I always say, leave people better off because they've met you and better for having met you, right? Leave people better than when they met you and for having met you. We should have positive impacts on people's lives. And that's what I always talk about when we talk about dating readiness. Do you believe that you being brought into someone's life will enhance their life? Or do you think based on who you are right now and what's going on that you'll make their life harder and more negative? And if so, work on yourself for a while. Like if you're not doing well in life, you're not ready to be brought into someone's life. That doesn't mean there's something bad, wrong, or broken with you. It just means this isn't the most ideal time. You're not at your most resilient and most robust. So if life isn't going well, pause for a while. Otherwise, you're going to be hard on them and you might look to them to enhance your life. And it doesn't always work that way. So that compassion piece is important. Um, <clears throat> also, you just have to be willing to actually confidently, <laughs> clearly, and directly acknowledge that the relationship is over, which means don't ghost. If you're going to date someone, then you are taking on the responsibility for being in that relationship and you actually have to end it if your interests change. But disappearing, drifting, going silent, delaying responses, these are all tactics of cruelty because it leaves the person hanging on, unaware, confused, and you're doing it because you're just not willing to go up against your anxiety and to deal with the fact that you're about to disappoint or let someone down. And so it's a delay-all tactic. But in that delay-all, you are not allowing this person to move on, to heal, to, be, to, to live in clarity. You know, they're trying to figure out what's happening. They're confused. They're looking for hooks to hang hope on. And it's a mess. And it's not necessary. Um, all right, coming up next, we're going to keep talking about how to ethically break up with someone so that's good for them and it's good for you. And then we'll be doing some DMs. So as always, if you got a DM, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, questions, topics, things you want us to circle back to. Lots of good stuff. And over at wearechannelq.com is where you want to go to check out past episodes of the show. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share. Check it out. But uh, stick around because we got a lot more to come. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, we are back and we're talking about how to break up ethically because we don't know how. Because people just disappear, slowly drift, 
take more time to respond. These are all tactics of cruelty. None of that is kind. You are not making it easier on them. You are not even really making it easier on you. It is far easier and far kinder to just be more honest and say, listen, this is hard to do, but unfortunately I'm not interested in pursuing this relationship anymore or the chemistry is not there for me or whatever it might be. But these other tactics are just mean. And we're talking tonight again about ethical breakups because everything we do when we interact with someone impacts them and it reorganizes how they see themselves, how they see others, how they see the future, and that matters. I want us to take relationships far more seriously and realize if we're not willing to do this difficult stuff, which is be better, you know, leave lovingly, then we're not ready to be dating. Um, leave with integrity and care. Don't be part of someone's relational trauma story. Leave people better off for having been a part of your life. And if you're going to enter a relationship with someone, you have to take the responsibility to be willing to end it. Um, we're not ghosting and going silent, disappearing anymore. You know, that doesn't make it easier on them. And, and what are we serving in doing that? We keep them hooked. We don't let them move on. We don't let ourselves move on. We have to get better about disappointing people and frustrating people. We have to practice it more because sometimes, unfortunately, dating is about being hurt and hurting until you find someone who likes you as much as you'd like them. And it goes on for some level of sustainability for some level of time. Most relationships will end. And this applies to you know romantic ones, but also sexual ones, also social ones, familial ones, all sorts of ones. <laughs> um, and the other thing I always tell people is we also have to use honesty. I say that as well as when you're asking someone out, use words like, hey, do you wanna go on a date? Uh, saying things like, do you want to grab coffee can be very confusing because depending on the context, someone might be like, is this a networking thing? Is this a friend? I hope it's a date. Do they think it's a date? Or you're asking them out. I hope they know I asked them out on a date. What did they just consent to? Do they even know? It's very confusing. Be bold, be confident. And if you're asking on a date, use the damn word date. And that's the same thing with breaking up. Don't be vague. There's nothing more painful than a lack of clarity around whether or not the relationship is ended or ending or how someone feels. We have to get more comfortable with the authenticity of being honest about where we're at. People get very confused. I have people bringing into my office during sessions text messages and we're trying to decode what this means. And I'm like, you're gonna have to ask them. And it's unfortunate that this person isn't being direct with you. But we take all these shortcuts and these, we use these vague gray areas as a way to just not have to confront what is happening. But when you're breaking up, you have to use those words. The most loving thing you can do, the most respectful thing you can do is be honest and clear. There is no way to end it painlessly. You are gonna let someone down and frustrate them most likely. We do it anyway. And most people, if asked, would want you to just be direct and tell them. If you said to someone, hey, if I decided at some point that I didn't wanna be in this relationship anymore, would you rather me A, make it confusing, drag it out, and disappear at some point, or would you want me to right away let you know honestly and openly? Most people would say, tell me honestly and openly so I know, so it's clear, so I can decide what I wanna do, and so I can move on with my life. I doubt most people are gonna be like, yeah, drag it out, keep me confused, disappear, and every, every now and then breadcrumbs so I think maybe there's still hope, so I can not get over it and move on. No one's really gonna say that, you know? And so again, this is it's like this self-assessment of am I willing to do what what, what is required of me when I start something, am I willing to end it? And am I willing to end it lovingly and respectfully? It matters because that's when we're showing people our mental health. That's why I want people at some point to find a way to ask, you know, how did your past relationships end? Because they're then telling you how they're gonna end it with you. 
when so you know ask that question so you can understand how healthy someone is and if they if you're like hey how do relationships end how do you tend to break up with people and if they're like oh you know i just disappear i just ghost it's like great so that's what i have to look forward to you know i can't trust that you want to be here if i can't trust that you'll tell me when you don't and that's why some people have trust issues because they're not fully present when they want to be and then fully absent when they need to be. But when you're kind of always wishy-washy, it's like we don't really know if we can trust your yeses. If we can't trust your noes, we can't trust your noes. If we can't trust your yeses. So the clearer someone is and the more direct someone is, the more we can really believe what they're saying and what they're doing. Because when in doubt, they'll tell us. But if you're with someone and you can't quite figure out, you then have to be willing to ask questions. Hey, are you no longer interested? I'm not very clear. Often I'm telling people, you have to go directly to that person. I can't tell you what they're thinking. I'll say you have to ask for clarity. I'm unclear as to what's happening. Are we still together? I'm unclear as to what's happening. It seems like we're relating differently. Have you lost interest? Yeah, sometimes you're gonna have to ask because the other person won't tell you. I wish you didn't have to ask, but that's the culture we live in. The other thing I always wanna remind people when they're going through a breakup is don't mislead by reaching out when you're lonely or bored. Your ex is possibly healing and mourning that loss, and you really prevent that from happening if you reach out to kind of play relationship or whatever, because you're bored or lonely and need the attention. It keeps them confused, and it can sometimes keep them attached. And some people will hang on to any sign of hope or any possibility, and you'll be providing that. So really hold that boundary. If you're gonna end it, then unfortunately, you, in theory, might just have to let it go. Um, all right, <clears throat> coming up next, we're gonna do some DMs. So if you got a DM, drop in the DM on our Loveline IG page, and then we're gonna come back and keep talking about how to break up ethically so that we're not harming ourselves or other people because that's not the whole point of forming relationships. Stick around, you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, we are back now. It's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. DMs come from our Loveline IG page. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, my partner and I have been talking about wanting to have a threesome. See, I haven't gotten a question like this in a long time. We used to get a lot of these. We've been spending the last few months fantasizing, watching threesome porn together to get to know our boundaries and turn-ons. All right, so let me, let me pause there for a second. I think that's awesome. That's what you should do. Remember a couple things. Number one, fantasy. It doesn't mean what we actually want to do. Fantasy and, and porn is a place where we can participate in certain things and maybe we don't want to actually do it in real time. However, for those that want to, it's a place to start to move closer to doing it. We can see what it's like to symbolically have other people in the room with us while with our partners. We can see what it's like to watch our partner witness someone else being sexual and, and, and witness our partner being turned on by something or someone that isn't us getting familiar with that. It's also a way to talk about what we'd love to do, what we'd love to not do, what it is we're looking to have happen in that threesome. Always advise that discussion. What are we looking to have happen? What's our goal? What's the intention? What do we not want to have happen? What would be upsetting for us? What are ways that we can communicate openly during it if things are feeling off or we're not comfortable anymore? It's all about talking before, talking during, and even talking afterwards. So I love that you're doing that, fantasizing, watching porn, because we don't want to go from zero to 60. We want to start to get more familiar again, expressing these parts of ourselves, seeing our partner, deriving pleasure. So, so far, that's awesome. Back to your question. You said we both are ready to invite a third, but don't know how to go about finding someone we're attracted to and who's interested. We'd like to take them out for dinner so we can get to know them. Any recommendations? Okay, I think I did answer at some point a question like that, I believe. Um, now this is feeling a little more familiar. 
Uh, it's hard. I don't, I don't have an answer. And this is kind of what I said last time I answered a question just like this is you, you only have so many outlets as to how to meet people in general. So the same ways you would meet a human being for friendship or dating is the same way you'd meet a human being for this. You can go out into the world as a couple, go to a bar, try to find someone that you both seem attracted to start conversation, or you got the apps. It's pretty much all we have. And there are apps that are specifically made for people that are in relationships looking for a third. You can even do something like that on a Tinder, but that's all you got. There is no magical place where you can just drive up like a Home Depot or a record store and pick out a, a partner to have a three-way with. It just doesn't work like that. You got bars, you got house parties, you got friends you already know, and you got apps. And it's just about being open and direct. That's all we got. But yeah, there are a lot of people that be willing to do that. I think the apps are what's easiest because again, you can access people far beyond what you have you know, access to in your normal standard waking life. So you gotta take advantage of that. More important to me is that you guys are being open about what you want, what you don't want, and you're inching towards it. I think some people just drunkenly fall into it and it doesn't always have to be bad. And what's important in those moments is afterwards you kind of debrief. What about that did we like? What about that did we not like? What about, you know, what within that do we want to have happen again? What are our expectations? Because it should be something that makes everyone feel great. No one should feel bad or worse off or left out. And it should be something that's an enhancing of your relationship. So I like that you're pushing on your edges. I like that you're pushing on your boundaries. Um, but yeah, there's no magical way to go about finding someone. All right, we got another one. This one says, hey, Dr. Kristen Loveline, my best friend is newly single out of a six-year relationship with some loser. Oh, God. Anyway, I want her to get some sex toys, but I have no idea where to start. <laughs> I love this. You want your friend to have sex toys. Does your friend want sex toys? Because we want to make sure that they do before we go about sending to them or purchasing them for them. Uh, yeah, you got, again, you guys are asking really interesting questions tonight that have very specific answers. There's boutiques and there's online shopping and that's all you got. Boutiques are awesome because there's a lot of sex educators that work there. You can walk around, ask questions, touch it, see it, feel it, price point it. The better the material, the higher the cost, but that's good. You want to use high, 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 high level materials because these are things you're putting in your bodies and the material matters. Online shopping, look at the reviews. Always read the reviews. Again, you want something that is safe to be put in the body that is of high quality material and then you can use the right lubricants, but ask your friend what they're looking for because different sex toys go in different body parts, provide different forms of stimulation. And so it's really about what they're, what they're looking for. So ask your friend, Hey, I'd love to get you a little gift. I know you're single. What kind of experience are you looking for? And then you can kind of adjust in that way. Got a DM for us. Drop in the DMS on our Loveline IG page, questions, topics, whatever you got, always open, drop them in there and uh, give us a follow back. Past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it. You can re-listen, binge, post, share, take me with you on your hike or your long drive. <laughs> How nice to hear me just speaking in your head. All right, we'll be back though, so stick around. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, we are back and uh, talking tonight about breaking up because it's something we got to get better about doing. It's a mental health issue. Sometimes we just somehow think that it uh, doesn't matter at this point. You know, the relationship's ending. We can, you know, forgo responsibility or accountability for how we treat other people. 
eh, it doesn't matter if I'm being respectful or regulated or kind. It's the wildest thing. We really think that if our feelings are hurt or we're disappointed or we're breaking up with someone that we no longer have any responsibility to their humanity, that respect isn't required anymore and we can just engage in full on bad behavior and there's no consequences. Like what? Yeah, there are. People are watching and I want us to hold each other accountable. When, if your friend is going through a breakup, you remind them, you do this with respect. You treat the other person with care and respect. You loved them at one point, or you cared for them at one point, or you brought them into your life at one point, whatever it is, however you want to frame it. And just because it's ending or over doesn't mean that you no longer have a responsibility. We have accountability to everyone's humanity at all times, no matter what, whether you know them well or not, but especially if someone was in your life as a partner romantically. So before the, before the DMs and the break, we were talking about Leading with compassion, it's a person you're breaking up with. It's a human being. It matters. How they move on in the world, feeling about themselves and the future and others is dependent upon these moments. Leave with integrity and care. Don't be part of someone's relational trauma story. Also, we're not ghosting. We're not just disappearing, delaying responses, going silent. All of these lazy, unkind tactics. We are showing up and ending it if our interests change. And we're being honest. We're not being vague. We're not leaving them unclear or confused. <laughs> we're not saying things like I need space or I need time or I'm not ready. If in fact, we know we just don't want to do this anymore. We are being honest and we're saying breaking up. Don't leave hooks for people to hold, to hang hope on. You know, we're using the right words because the most loving, caring thing you can do is to be honest and to be clear with this person. And then we're not reaching out when we're bored or lonely or horny because that is unkind and that's very confusing for most people. <clears throat> Those are some things we have to be very thoughtful about. So then we're pushing further because remember, again, everything's, everything is for me is mental health and I'm, you know, we're always tracking ourselves. Um, don't burn it down. We can leave even with our feelings hurt or, or upset. We can still leave holding space to be able to at least, in the very least, if we see them out in the world again, wave and smile. We don't have to, because it's over, become enemies. And we shouldn't end it in ways that leaves us having to feel like we're enemies. We can leave with love so that there's care and maybe friendship down the road, which is shocking to some. And it's shocking to me that it's shocking to some people that y'all are so familiar with just burning things down. And because you're not going to date anymore, make it into we're enemies that, that it is so shocking to imagine leaving with care when it's just not working anymore before it gets horrible and still being able to wave or talk or be friends. Like, that is not okay. We need to work on that. And so I do say to all my clients, do some conscious uncoupling, leave with care and respect, hold space for the possibility of at least a friendship or at least being able to smile and wave. Being friends with an ex is a healthy sign and it's a gift. Just because a romantic or sexual relationship or primary partnership is no longer possible, it doesn't mean a new healthy form of relating to that person can exist. It can and it should be able to. We need to start creating the conditions around which that can happen. It is heartbreaking that because we're not going to be romantic or exclusive or monogamous anymore, that we then feel like there's just no worth to them or they have no space in our lives. Like what? That's such a illegitimizing and, and just disrespectful way to see someone. That is though, if we're not going to be romantic anymore and primary or monogamous, that you have no worth or value. Like that's backwards. That's gross. That's so dehumanizing, but that's very normal in our culture. Oh, we're breaking up. It's like, okay, so you're not going to be romantic anymore. That's all that means. And it shouldn't be a breakup. It should be a restructuring. We're not going to be romantic partners anymore. Or we're not going to be monogamous and primary. Now we're transitioning away from romance. And what's left is everything else. 
they still have purpose. They still have a point in our lives. That's what we're working towards. If that's confusing or triggering for you, sit with why. And also remember that when we're ending, when we're leaving, no matter how hurt you are, you're always marketing yourself. Don't gossip and, and don't talk poorly about them. How you break up with someone shows those around you and future partners how healthy you are, what they can respect, what they can expect from you if they ever frustrate or disappoint you. You know, when people disparage their exes, they're talking more about their own lack of integrity than about the partner or the or the relationship. Be very thoughtful about that. You know, this person's still in your care and whatever they shared with you in privacy and in trust, you still are accountable to that. Just because the relationship's over, it doesn't mean you can gossip and, and disclose things that have been told to you in secrecy or privacy. Not okay. That's, a, that's an act of violence. That's emotionally and, verb and uh, psychologically abusive. I want everyone to know that. Um, we let ourselves off the hook as though we aren't responsible anymore. Yeah, you are. You know, whatever was told to you in that relationship, you have to hold on to. Um, <clears throat> all right, coming up next, we're going to keep talking about breakups, how to do better, how to be better, how to impact better. <clears throat> and then we'll be doing some DMs, y'all. So if you've got a question for us, got a topic you want us to hit, something you want us to circle back to, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Past episodes, as always, over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share. Stick around, though, more to come. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, we're back, and we're talking about breakups, how to do it ethically, how to do it lovingly. Um, <clears throat> Kind of covering a whole bunch of stuff and we're saying, you know, be kind about it. Um, one of the things we also have to talk about is before you jump on that bandwagon, make sure you give the partner a chance to fix things. One of the things I advocate for all the time is sitting down and doing relationship check-ins. How are things going? What does our relationship need from us? What do you need from me? Doing check-ins so as to fix things before they get too far along and dealing with things before maybe they start really leading to resentments. Um, there's nothing more painful than me sitting in a session and someone turning to the other saying, I want a divorce or I want to break up. And the other person's like, oh my God, where's this coming from? I had no idea. What's been, what's been feeling off for you? Why haven't you told me? And the other person just never brought it up and let it just go too far along. And it essentially comes out of the blue. It's very painful. There's also something very violent about that. You know, both people need to feel empowered. You want to let people know what's going on every step of the way. And so... Every couple months, at least once a year, just sit down and say, let's go to dinner. Let's go for a walk. Let's turn everything off and sit down and just talk about what we need to have different. And we want to always be open to hearing what our partner needs from us. There's no such thing as I've said before that this is just how I am or you knew how it was when you met me. No, we always have a right to ask for things to be different or to change. And we should welcome that. We should welcome our partner sitting down, holding up a mirror symbolically and saying, this is what it's like to be in a relationship with you. This is what I'd love to see different. And do it lovingly, softly, hear my languaging, hear my tone. It's a check-in, you know, but more importantly, the question is really like, what does our relationship need from both of us? Uh, more time, more care, more attention, more romance, whatever it is. And just really honestly working through it. It is your job, if you're going to be in a relationship, to be willing to communicate what you need and what's, what's going on. Um, <clears throat> but I always say that before we just bounce out, we take time to see what's possible and we do some work. Um, also want to think about when you do it, whenever we're going to make any move that might be distressing for someone, any kind of disclosure, starting any kind of conversation, talking about a breakup or a divorce, always check in first and say, what's going on in this person's life right now, or what's going on in their day. Um, 
I'll, I'll often ask that. They're like, oh, I need to tell my partner, whatever. I'll say, well, what's going on with them right now? And they might say, oh, well, their father's dying right now. I'd say, well, then shelve it. You don't need to talk about a divorce this week as their father's dying or this month or even this year, maybe depending. You don't need to tell them what it, unless it's an acute crisis that needs management and handling right now, often we have to just chill out and we have to just deal with our anxiety. It's not just, I say what I need to say to get it off my chest, regardless of how it impacts people. No, the question's always like, what's going on and how might this impact that person? And is this, is now the best time for them? Just because it's something you feel pressure to do doesn't mean it's right for them. And part of being in a relationship sometimes is compartmentalizing, sitting on something or coming back to it. We don't just vomit things out. We really take into account what's going on with others. And that's part of it. Is this, the, is this a good time for it? Or do you need to wait? Do you need to give it more space? Is this, where, where are you going to do this? We don't just, again, like I said, we don't do anything over text. Texting is forced. Like, what do you want for dinner? I'm running late, sending a picture. So we shouldn't be doing these things over text. We shouldn't be doing these things while we're, you know, at an amusement park, at someone's birthday, on vacation. Impact matters. Time and place matters. So think about all that. Where could you have this conversation that will feel safe for everyone? Is this a good time to do it? Is there a better time to do it? Are you in the right mood? Are you in a space where you can be loving and soft about it? All of these pieces matter because, again, <laughs> just because you're ending a relationship doesn't mean all bets are off, your integrity doesn't matter anymore, and how you impact this person doesn't matter. All of it still does. So we want to prioritize comfort, mental health, but also safety. Um, also just make sure you're ready for the response because you might not know what's coming. Um, but be prepared to kind of explain yourself. I think that's one of the hardest things for some people is they say, I didn't really get any closure or I didn't necessarily get a clear understanding as to why it went wrong or why it ended. And then people are left making up a narrative, uh, personalizing. Cause sometimes it is not about them. Sometimes it's about, you not being able to be the kind of partner you need to be because there's things going on in your life, undealt with mental health stuff, undealt with drug and alcohol issues, uh, stressors, time. I don't know, but it isn't always about the other person. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it isn't. And so just have your thinking down so as to be able to explain to this other individual what's going on so that they're not left making it up. Because when we're left making it up, we often make it about ourselves. And that's why I'm a fan of when you're ending it, to just use the right languaging as to what might be going on. The chemistry's not there, or I just don't think we're compatible, or I think we want different things, or I thought I was ready for this, but I'm not. I don't know. But don't make it up because you don't want to, again, create a hook that they can hang hope on. If you say the timing's bad and then they hang in there, they wait for you, they still try to court you, be honest. Don't say you want to be friends if you don't. Although it's a great it's a great thing that could be possible, but only if that is actually what you're looking for. Because again, that's some of the most painful things is a lack of clarity. And that's why I'm always about people being honest and direct. That is what I hear in my office the most. Is it really over? Is that really why they want it to be over? What are my actual options? Like clarity tends to be a big thing. And, and trying to protect ourselves from having to be too anxious or vulnerable, trying to prevent them from being wounded, we mislead but it actually just makes it worse and it drags it on and it makes it more painful. The best, most loving thing you can do, as I say over and over and over, is to be clear and to be direct and to use the right wording so that they know what's possible, they know what the options are, they know what you're thinking. And that's why, again, we choose the right time, we choose the right place, and we use the right languaging. So workshop it a little bit so that you feel confidence, that you feel clear. If you're not, they won't be. 
So work on that. All right, when we come back, we're going to keep talking about breakups because they shouldn't have to be as gnarly as they are. And uh, they shouldn't have to be so messy. (laughs) But it is a commitment we make. If we're going to start them, we have to be willing to end them. And I know that it's hard, but we got to get better at doing difficult things and tolerating difficult conversations and difficult emotions. We really do. And then we'll be closing out on some DMs. So if you got a DM, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Otherwise, y'all, stick around. We're going to be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We will be right back. All right, y'all, we are back, and uh, we're just finishing up our discussion about breakups. I know it's the hardest thing for people to do. Look, I'm not saying that it's easy for people to court and to flirt and to ask people out, but a lot of people... It really gets hard during the breakup because somehow they think it doesn't matter anymore. I can let my bad behavior out. I'm not responsible for them. I can be mean. I can just ghost them. Me, 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 me. It's like, oh no, we have to think beyond that. And that's why we're talking about first off, like, hey, what's going on in their life? Is now the best time to tell them you want a divorce or a separation? Um, I'm not saying we want to drag it out, but I'm also saying we want to pay attention to what's going on. And is this the right moment? Is this the right day? Can we wait till tomorrow? Can we wait till this weekend? It can't just be, I need to get this done and I'm anxious and all that matters is me just getting it off my chest. Like, whoa, slow down. It's got to be bigger than that. We have to take into account all these other factors. It's called empathy. It's called mental health. Like, you know, we got to round it out. It's not just honesty at all costs, no matter what. No, we're not just being filterless. All these other pieces are important. So what's going on with them right now? Is there a place that you can go where they'll feel safe, where they'll feel cared for? Also, you know, it's important to talk about the narrative. I think if we can leave lovingly, consciously uncoupling with care and respect, there's also a conversation to be had. Like, what do we want to tell people? Who are we going to tell? So that we're on the same page. Uh, sometimes we have shared friends, family members, and we want to create a unified narrative. So, cause part of breakups, that's really hard is that dif- different identity, because when you're in a relationship, people will often ask about the partner and the hardest part about a breakup sometimes is that you have to go through it multiple times for a while because you have to let everyone in your life know that you're no longer with this person. That's hard. So a lot of the experts like myself recommend sharing the news somewhat quickly, but discussing that first, like, what are we going to tell them and who are we going to tell? And like, let's, let's, let's decide when we're going to do that. So that we're on the same page, um, dragging it out or holding on to it can be scary, but that's also what some people need. Some people are like, look, this is hard enough. I'm not ready to go through this today and tomorrow with my friends and family members. Can we wait until this weekend to tell people I want, I want us to be able to consider and process what's going to be best for us. So sooner than later is better for most, but having a shared narrative as to why it ended and, and that understanding can be very helpful. Um, So think about that. And also just, you know, make a game plan also for things like social media, because some people they've posted pictures, they put their relational status up on there and we want to do things as loving and amicable as we can. And so again, we got to talk about that as well, you know, and that's something personal that some clients have to sit with. Uh, Do they want to delete photos? Do they want to keep photos? Do they want to be scrolling through their phone and bump into these things? But that's something you do kind of individually. And I also talk to people about, you know, if they're going to break up with someone, they're still maybe wounded and sad. Just because you're the one doing it doesn't mean you don't have some hurt feelings. It doesn't mean you're not going to feel sad or lonely. It doesn't mean you feel great about it. So I always talk about like, what are some self-care things you can do? to ease it, to make it better. And you can sometimes also offer that to the other person. Um, Cause again, my whole thing is we work our way into relationships. We should be able to work our way out. It doesn't have to be a harsh thing where it's like, it's over now. We're not talking anymore. I'm deleting you right now. Get your stuff out. It, we can do it in a loving, careful way. 
And that throws people off. Cause when I did that in my relationship, people were kind of like, wow, you're being so loving. You're, you're taking your time. And it's like, yeah, why would we not? It doesn't have to be harsh. It doesn't have to be heavy handed. And again, as I keep saying tonight, it's a bummer to me that it's so confusing to people that, that it relationships can end lovingly. It's shocking to me that people are shocked that I'm friends with all my exes because I didn't wait until it was burned to the ground. I didn't leave with anger. We, as adults, decided it wasn't working anymore. There was sadness. There was disappointment. We talked it out. We slowly worked our way out, and we were able to maintain some level of friendship. But you know, you have to figure out what kind of contact you want. And that might be the one of the final resting points is, you know, do we want to give each other space for a while? Do we want to stay in contact casually? Um, maybe you want to ask someone to reach out and check in on you. You might say to them, I'd rather not hear from you for a while, but talk about it. You know, what do you think you need? What do you think will feel best for you? Because I know for me, um, it's depended. There was times where I wanted a complete, you know break of silence for a while to move on and to recenter and to prioritize other things. And then there's other times where I was like, let's go through this together. Let's be able to kind of lean on each other. Just we're, we're, we're ending lovingly. We're ending amicably. It's not harsh and we can still be a resource. Um, but I want all these things to be possible, but they have to be discussed. They have to be talked about. And they are possible if we do it with care. If the relationship itself was never full of care or love, well then, you know, I'm not surprised that it ends harsh. But if we're leading our relationships ethically, we should be able to also wind them down and end them ethically. Because again, as I keep saying over and over and over and over, it all everything matters. We are always impacting other people and we are always updating their internal working model as to how to see the future themselves and others. And how we end things says a lot about our integrity and our value system. And so endings are where I learn the most about people. And it's also work we do in my office is looking at how people have left relationships to look at where their work is to be better next time which is what we should all be doing before we get into new relationships, right? Looking at our past ones to learn about what we want to do again, what we don't want to do again. We've talked about that. All right, coming up next, we're going to do some DMs. So you know the drill. Drop those questions in there. Whatever you're wondering about, someone else might be as well. So when you're helping yourself out, you're uh, helping other people get a, learn a little learning as well. Always anonymous, always confidential. Anything mental health centered, we'd love to hear from you. Put it in there. Topics you want us to hit that maybe we haven't covered yet, let us know. Always happy to do that. And past episodes are over at wearechannelq.com. Stick around though. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. So much more good stuff to come. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, y'all, we are back, and uh, now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. This one, uh, a little bit long, so hang in there. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, my name is Devin. I've been dating this guy, Michael, for about six years. He's incredible. I love him. We've lived together for about two years, but I would say in the last six months, he started acting distant. He's exercising more without me which is something we used to do together, but now he says he'd rather do it during the morning instead of at night. He'll offer to go to dinner by himself. He'll offer, yeah, instead of us walking together to pick it up. And most recently, I've been talking to him about planning a trip to Yosemite, which is one of his favorite places, but he was just like, uh, yeah, we'll see. I tried to ask him what's if something's wrong with us, and he says no, but it doesn't seem to get any deeper than that. Yikes. Uh... How can I tell if he's going through depression or if it's something else? Oh my gosh. It's a hard one because again, we can only work with what we are provided. And if someone's not willing to open up and share something with us, it's really hard for us to um, get any information out of them. So I, I empathize with how hard it is to have questions and to be impacted by them and to want to understand what's going on. That's all you can really do. And if this person isn't opening up any more beyond that, well, then you're kind of at a loss. Um, I don't really have much else I can say about that. Um, I want to make sure, though, that you are safe to be spoken to. What I mean by that is sometimes people don't open up to us because we are very reactive or punishing or get angry. And so the case might be that in the past, when something difficult was needed to be discussed, you just weren't the safest place to go to. And I tell it to parents a lot. Well, your kid lies to you because you're not safe to be gone to with honesty. If every time they go to you with something that's upsetting and you yell and scream, well, then that's why they don't go back. And so sometimes we have to give them a corrective experience, which means we have to give them multi multiple ongoing experience of, uh, experiences of us being different and better so that they really buy in and trust that. That's the best I can really offer you is it might be, again, that you aren't the most approachable. And that means you have to practice that. You have to give it a little bit of time of being very soft and loving and responsive so that he will buy into the fact that he can come to you and that you'll listen and hear him. Beyond that, all you can do is keep trying to lovingly find moments to say, hey, I feel like something's off. Is everything okay? I'm worried. Asking, like, I, would, I know you don't want me to go with you for the walk, but I miss walking with you to get food. I miss working out with you. I feel as though we're spending less time together. Can we try to find time to spend together? Keep asking and keep trying to be a safe person that he can approach. It's really all you got. That's a tough one. Circle back and let me know how that goes, though. You got to give it some time. Um, <clears throat> all right. We got one more. We got a little time for one more. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, 
Love listening to your show and uh, made me think about self-esteem. How do you find self-love to rebuild self-esteem, especially after a breakup? Yeah, I love questions like this. Breakups can really negatively impact us where we can question our worth, our desirability, our dateability. It's why it's about reconnecting with people that can remind us of our worth and value. So you gotta stay out there and keep socializing. For some people, it's about getting right back out into the dating world to again, really be shown your dateability and your desirability. It's also about getting out there and experiencing new novel things to keep our lives dynamic and moving forward. Remember, our self-worth is an accumulation of what's reflected back to us. So it's really about spending time around people, places, and things that really speak to who we are, reflect back that the things we're interested in and who we are is meaningful and important. That's why we build community and those resources are really important. Because on our own, at home, with the door closed in our bedroom, it's not that easy to just feel inherently full of worth. I wish we did. That's a cultural thing. Everyone, regardless of income, race, class, gender, sexual orientation, all of us should feel worthy just as a human. But we tie our worth to our productivity and to the money we have and the material we have. So as we're on a macro level working on changing that, we also on the micro level have to, actually, as a macro level, as we change that cultural norm and start to say, hey, everyone's worthy of healthcare, everyone's worthy of respect, these things don't matter. Then on a mezzo level, middle level, we wanna surround ourselves with people that tell us that and speak to us that way and see us that way and reflect that back. And then on a micro level, we wanna be very loving with how we talk about ourselves and be very thoughtful about talking about ourselves positively, celebrating ourselves, looking at things we have gratitude for. So we gotta hit them on all levels. You know, it's the most robust. All right, y'all, that is our show. Y'all have an awesome, awesome rest of your night. Focus on self-care. As much rest as possible. Build in some joy and pleasure. Be kind to yourselves and those around you. As always, thanks for hanging out. And you all enjoy the rest of your night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.